Hello, newsies. Welcome to another episode of Get the Flick Out of Here, which is the thing that both of us will say at the end of this episode. Um, I feel like we actually have to say it right now. Because, like, I don't want anybody to make the mistake of of watching this in advance of this review Mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Um, Alex... I didn't mean to cut you off on like our intro thing, but like, I just I I feel responsible. I feel like. Do you have something to say to the people? There's something to say to the people. I have something to say to you. Um, you know, when you go through Tubi, mm-hmm. a lot of these jackets and movie descriptions they kind of read the same, and uh, this one, which is the early 90s uh, a movie, uh, Trading Mom, it looked like it was going to be fun fun bad. It looked like it was going to be something that we would watch, think was bad, and we would get on here and we would laugh about it and we would talk about all the things that made it fun bad. And uh, I, it was my selection. And I don't know if I've ever recommended something that was a bigger waste of time to literally anybody in the world. There was absolutely, uh, I, I can't believe they found a way to make an hour and 10 minutes absolutely valueless with a, a cinematic adventure like this. I apologize to you. I apologize to the people. I, I rarely am like, don't don't watch it. It's so bad. Like normally I'm like, uh, you know, I wouldn't spend my time on it, but if you are a completionist of this act or what, I, it, I there's <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing, there are zero redeeming qualities about this movie, zero. The reason I Look, think it you and looked I... like it was going to be fun, bad. It's a, well, it's a, it's a, it's called Trading Mom. It's a trope we all know and are familiar with. And Andre the Giant yeah. is in it. A few years yeah. after his death, I was like, the... what a fun, silly thing. Ryan, the total runtime, including opening and closing credits, is an hour and twenty-two minutes. Um, uh, yeah, um, it's an hour and ten of actual stuff that happens. What is going on um, with my hair? This is I just a disaster of a review and movie. This is what happens. I think the reason, by the way, I, by the way, I'm Alex and she's Kate. Um, we yeah, our that names part. are on here. You know, I know. I'm just. I mean, like, you but, can send listen, in super chats, but like, what but are we even? They, what are they, we gonna talk about with this? Alex? Somehow like, they may have found an audio only version of this, and they're just wondering. What this the 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 children? It's true. There's who probably a this, lot of people seeking out a training mom review. I mean, the children who were in this may have decided to just search uh, Apple Music podcasts for trading mom. And oh my god, the movie that I was in when I was five is it has a podcast about it. But I don't god, know who these people are. God love you. If that's the case, turn it off mm-hmm. now because I've got nothing nice to say about any of this. <laughs> I will say it's not your fault. It's not your fault. That's, if you're a child really who was in this movie, it's not your fault. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie accomplish me having no emotional 
investment toward literally anybody in it. And the whole point, like the the the, the movie requires you to be emotionally invested. Otherwise, there's no chance for it to work. We have to like absolutely love these three adorable children and 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 want so badly for them to to accomplish their quest to get their to get their mother back after they've wished her away featuring the powers of a woman who works in a garden i guess like the movie is inexplicable like the, it's uh, like I, 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 resolution's not really a resolution like there's no, nothing no. in this movie that works oh no we'll talk about this there is some really uh, there is some sweeping under the rug of a lot of really bad every like if this was an actual family um forgetting the whole um fanciful aspect of let's wish our mom away and then find some women who might be able to like replace her at a at a at a at a market that disappears if you walk into it at 501 instead of at 459 um, all of dismissing all of that. If this was a real family, all of these children would be in therapy for the rest of their lives. Correct. And it's all due to the fact of that their mother, who um, at the end of the the movie, they they want nothing more than to have their original mother back. Uh, she appears to be a horrible person. Yeah, um, she's awful. 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 Here's the deal. Um, the movie is dedicated to our mothers. At the beginning of the film, the first thing this you is see. I thought it was going to be good, like bad is... good to review yeah. because the first thing, Alex, like the first mm-hmm. thing that we see is what you were just saying. It says dedicated yeah. to our mothers. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Like black screen and that it's always sunny in Philadelphia font, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dedicated to our mothers. Right. Come and... on. How did I not think this was going to be a winner? <laughs> um, it. Um... So here's the thing about it is uh, it, it is it is not like um, it's not like good bad certainly not and it's not even bad bad it's embarrassing bad I I I feel bad for the people who were who were in the film I don't feel bad for the writer and the director because they're the same person and that woman adapted her own mother's novel into this film. And I'm going to go out on a limb because I know nothing about these people, but just from watching the film and all, knowing all of that, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the woman who wrote this novel, uh, who does not have a Wikipedia entry about this novel or about the author, um, that it may not have ever really been published, but like her daughter knew of it. And it was a story that got read to her in manuscript form. I don't know. Um but can you do me a favor? The, it's a yes. It's a, it's a big ass. Mm-hmm. Can you just like? Can you just pretend that you like are pitching this to movie executives and describe the plot, right. and then we can go right. into the actual movie? Cool. Like, right, oh, I've so, I've got a million dollars. Um, how do my, you spend it? My mom wrote a book uh, thirty years ago, and she, mm-hmm. she's uh, since passed on. But um, it was uh, it's a, I want to do it as a tribute to her. Um, I I don't realize this now, but I probably should, and I should have gone to therapy, and they would have told me this. She wrote the book about herself and what a great mother she was, and uh, what a horrible husband she had who left her, um, and how she somehow 
brought everything together and made the house work, even though her rat bastard of a husband uh, left her uh, with three kids to raise as a single mother. Uh, anyway, so she got out all of her frustrations in 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 writing this book about me and uh, my two brothers. Um, and um, so she's mean uh, in the book. The the mom's mean. My mom wasn't mean. My mom was an angel. She told me so every day. But uh, my mom, the mom in the in the in the in the book that I'm basing my screenplay on, she was mean. So me and my two brothers, um, we went to visit a lady who lived nearby. I'm assuming um, she's a gardener of some kind and also a witch or a sorceress. She's magic. Anyway, she told us that if we wish really hard and said a couple of things in Latin, that our mom would disappear and also we would have no memory of her. We would remember having wished her away, but not what she was like. Also, we have to go to the mommy market, which is a thing that exists in the um, uh, the, the town we live um, in. And it, it exists only on Sundays from 3 to 5 p.m., which is important for some reason. We go there. It's entirely run by teenagers. I don't know why. But, um, but there, there are all these women who are apparently just in the market for children. And we get three three tokens, three tokens, and each token we get is um, is good to bring one mother through the turnstile, like like as a subway, but for wayward moms. And we we bring in three different versions of of, of our own mom. Um, did I mention I have Sissy Spacek attached to Star because apparently she had a lot of gambling debts. I don't know. Um, she just needed money. And so anyway, um, so uh, so Sissy's basically going to play all the moms. And uh, oh, wouldn't you know it? None of the moms work out. Uh, they're not that they're not, None of those moms are our mom, even though we don't remember our mom anyway. So um, we then decide we're going to uh, wish our mom back into our lives by collectively remembering a day that didn't actually exist. Because that's a thing. And um, and now um, our mom comes back, but she doesn't remember having left. And we don't remember having gotten rid of her. Oh, did I mention also the principal of, of our elementary school is going to uh, call Child Protective Services on us because our mom isn't home? Um, and we're all going to be thrown into separate foster homes and split up, uh, which, of course, is going to send my brothers spiraling into a life of crime. Um, and I'm, I don't know, probably going to wind up uh, pregnant at 17 anyway um so that we that's that'd be bad but we brought our mom back and everything's a happy ending and by the way our mom never deals with the fact that she's a horrible mother and we never deal with the fact that we have a lot of latent resentment toward her for being such a horrible mother um anyway oh also throughout the movie a lot of us mentioned how dad was right to leave her did i mention that you didn't you didn't um just a quick question about the moms mm-hmm do they have like these extremely human traits that were missing? No, 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 no. They're all cartoon characters. If they oh. had been animated and put in the film like Roger Rabbit, they would not have been more cartoon characters. I'm going to just write you, I'm just going to give you a blank check to create this movie. This sounds perfect. Uh -huh. I have no notes. Um, so this I is, this feel is, like not having empathy for anybody in a movie is a really yeah. great idea. Yeah, so let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's 
Um, so yes, so Beep, Boop, Beep Boop is now uh, our head researcher during <laughs> shows. Uh, I didn't do any of this work. Why would I do this work? Uh, there's an LA Times article about it. The mom wrote it for her daughter, who grew up vowing to make a movie about it, and wrote the book. And like- also, the director was having kids during this period, and her mom was dying of cancer, so it's a big old mommy issues thing. Wow, what a what a what a gift to your dying mother to adapt her terrible novel into a movie that makes her out to be an awful person. This is okay. So far, this is the best review we've ever done. I just want to go mm-hmm. <laughs> clarify that off the yeah. bat. Second we of got, all, see, we, we got to step up our game when the when the subject matter is so bad. Well, and there's just not a lot to kind of say about it. Most of this is nothing happening. And then when things do happen, none of it makes sense. So we'll get into it. But like, wait, was the, okay, the Sissy Spacek thing, was that real? She had gambling debts? No, 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 no. She oh, okay. Just, but it's, it, listen. The, Sometimes the you research that, really bad movies. And so that's why I didn't story, know The story is that she wanted to make a movie that her kids would love. And I think it's much more likely that she had horrible gambling debts than than that story being true. Yeah. No, that is not. <laughs> either that or she saw a different script. Uh, yeah. Because this was bad. And I think it's compounded by the fact that, like, we see this trope so much. And we see this trope so much in this time period of, like, Parent Trap and Freaky Friday. And, like, mm-hmm. those movies are not great but they're better than this because they at least have clarity around the thing that's making people either right. switch places or the just like mm. this is so like it, it's they're if you like them cool they're at I, I can at least say that they're watchable um i can't say that about this because it was so bad and um Do you remember the movie? Of course you do, because you remember every movie. But do you remember the movie North? I never watched it, but yeah, I okay. No, yeah. So I looked it up because I, I when I was a kid, loved that movie, and it is. It's not the same as this because it's not a disappearing mom. But the whole plot is that the kid like is sick of his parents arguing all the time, and so he sets off to find new parents. And I was like, which one of these came out first? Because like. It felt like the same time period. So I did one bit of research because I was very concerned that this review would end in 11 minutes if we didn't. And like this movie, and this is part of why I think the Andre the Giant thing happened, of it being released so far after his death. North was like, it sounded like, I'm pretty sure like very successful because it was directed by Rob Reiner and like was a pretty good movie. And it came out the same year and they had to like Mm -hmm. put it off because they were like this is a very similar plot and also significantly better but like uh this is not baked into a great trope to start with Mm -hmm. and then of all those types of tropes this is by far the worst example of the trope that i have ever seen in my life right Um, alex watched this before i did and he messaged me and said this is worse than mr nanny and i was like there's no way and then i was like oh my god it's worse than mr nanny yeah because mr nanny you can at least make fun of for for you know for hogan and stuff 
this is a, it, it's it's embarrassing is honestly because especially if it's like if it came from a from a place of intended love for your for your mother and then this is what came out of it the movie was so bad and tested so poorly with 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 test audiences they had to hold its release for over a year which is how the movie came out in may of 94 and andre the giant died in january of 93 so he made this in 92 and and it he died months later um by the way He's on his last legs in the film. It's very sad. The last thing he gets to do as an actor is get punched in the balls by a six-year-old with a speech impediment. Like, that's that's the last thing he gets to do on screen in his career is that. Um, but they held it for so long, and they were like, you know what? There's nothing we can do to save this. Let's just release it. And it made $300,000 total in, on, in, in being released on, on in theaters. That was a oh, t- no. total box office, $300,000. And then they released it to to VHS in October of '94, and it, it promptly went hundred thousand dollars. That's yeah. just like the cast and their families and the production. Teams. As far as what? I remember, yeah, yeah. That's just like everybody's friends that was in the movie went to see this. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Do we know um, how much they spent? Because I will say it didn't feel like oh I, my god, I, what a box I, office maybe production. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe I misplaced the zero. Maybe it was three million it made total. In in it, it wasn't good. Um, well, we have no, our on air researcher who can look it right, up right now. This is the uh, Sissy Spacek uh, is the is the lead of this. The Sissy Spacek uh, uh, Oscar winner, six time Oscar nominee. Sissy Spacek, also featuring as the inexplicably magic lady, Maureen Stapleton, Oscar winner, five-time Oscar nominee, six-time Golden Globe nominee. All she needed to do to get the EGOT was to was to win a Grammy, something she had been nominated for multiple times in her career. Maureen Stapleton. Um, She's the uh, only... If you can't say, wow, box office, it grossed $319,123. Ouch. Yeah, $319,000. That was the that was the box office gross in films, in, in theaters. Um, um, so, yes, the, um, the writer and director is the daughter of the woman who wrote the book. Um, and um, she, uh, so the movie begins um, <laughs> with a sl- like a little, very slow panning shot over a messy child's bedroom, lingering for far too long on a Hulk Hogan action figure that is <laughs> straight out of the packaging. Like everything else feels very well loved in this room, but the Hulk Hogan action figure opened that day. <laughs> I can't escape him. Um, and uh, it's like, what Andre's doing a film? I gotta be in it too, brother. Um, and uh, so in uh, so then we meet the family. Um, it's um, mom, Sissy Spacek, who has a like a a faint lilting Southern accent. 
It's never it's never told us what, where this where this takes place. Her kids don't have the accent, so maybe she's a transplant from somewhere. Um, uh, but um, also, uh, there's so there's the kids. The kids there's uh, uh, Elizabeth, played by Anna Chlumsky, um, uh, who many people at the time and still now would probably know from playing the the kid, the lead in My Girl, which was a um, infinitely better children's movie well even children's movie a coming of age tale um but uh came around came out and she got this on the strength of that um and by the time this came out after she finished this she had already filmed my girl 2 and that had already come out so they were like oh wow this is really going to help us out because everyone loves this my girl girl uh she's gonna help us out with the box office and uh nope um and then playing the brothers who are Jeremy and Harry are the two kids, are two actual brothers. They just cast two actual brothers to play the part. Um, some Something metric or whatever. The older guy went on to do other things, like um, he was in Boy Meets World for a bit, and uh, he he did some stuff on the Disney Channel, whatever. The, the younger kid, uh, as far as I know, never acted again. <laughs> But the uh, the young the the so here's 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 what we get here's what we get the um you find out that uh, they're they're all late for school the last day of school but they're all really late for school and that means mom's late for work um so uh, the the younger kid really wants pancakes and eggs and bacon every day for breakfast and mom won't won't make it um and that's not what makes mom a, a bad mother no um and um uh, the um the older girl who's going to be in eighth grade next year uh she's the oldest um she uh can't find her favorite i love new york t-shirt which she wants to wear the last day of school and mom's like listen i mean if you did your own laundry uh maybe you would you know you it wouldn't it wouldn't get lost and that's not what makes her um a, a bad mom um, uh, but then also Jeremy is just kind of, um, um, aloof and the, the middle child syndrome kind of thing. Um, uh, but he, you can tell he's, he's kind of a, a bit of a, he's a sports enthusiast, but a bit of a troublemaker. Um, and, um, it feels like mom plays favorites with him, oldest boy kind of a thing, but that's not what makes her a bad mom. Um, all of these things put together make her a bad mom. That she is a, 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 a workaholic who apparently does not communicate with any of her children in any in any way. Um, very early in 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 the film, uh, Jeremy uh, says, um, uh, uh, "You can really see why Dad left her." <laughs> it's the it's a really weird thing to put in a, in a I I was watching the first 20 minutes going dad's dead. Dad she's got to she's got to be a widow. But it the only reason the only reason you make the this family uh, a family of divorce um is if you have um a lot of latent resentment toward a specific man in your life who left you. Otherwise it because it doesn't really make a lot of a sense to to do this thing because they, they they that's the only time they really mention 
their father in any way, really. And there's no, I kept no waiting for him to come back into the picture on something. Yeah, like if he's if he's still alive, go go live with dad. I mean, he left, but like, did he let leave without a trace? If so, let's ex- let's explain that. Went to went to the corner for cigarettes, never came back. I don't know, but it's just a weird thing. If you make the dad dead, it makes so much more sense and immediately, reflexively, engenders sympathy from us, your audience, about this entire situation, because especially if you have. The kids basically say dad was right to leave mom. That's the thing too. It makes it makes it feel like um well it's not like you know that that piece of trash my husband he he effed off and left us here. Um, well, it was like it, I and mean, I'm trying to do my to best. Like, go abusive, but like Right. Yeah. The fact that the kids are like dad was right. <laughs> yeah. Um like I think they were trying to create a combative environment between the kids and the mom, but like, do you yeah. know how hard it is to block sympathy for a single parent character? Yeah. Like by yeah. nature, you're empathetic toward that person because right. they're bouncing three mm-hmm. kids and a job, right? And you're just like, she's. If you don't awful. come down for breakfast, you're not going to summer camp. That is the emptiest threat anyone has ever levied at a child in any movie. Because you know that that mother is looking forward to that kid going to summer camp and has been looking forward to it since, like, March. Counting down the days where she gets some time to herself. Um, There's also, it's not like this chunk was enveloped in like loving action either this is just a stand like the first thing we see is her yelling at them to like clean and denying them anything that they like like there wasn't like um there were there was no like hey i'm delivering tough love but it's because i love you she's just a bitch yeah there were there were in 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 the in the time we see her on screen from um, up until she has disappeared via memory loss, um, uh, we never see one second of her of her being nice to the kids at maternal, all. Like, maternal, like maternal, like nurturing, any kind of like. Listen, yes, I understand. How about this? We'll have a compromise, okay? Like, there's no. Um, Hey, it's like one of those deals of like, and I guess you have to, otherwise it would be weird for us, the audience to like understand why they want to wish the mom away. If, if she's, if she's got good points. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I understand. I'm very fortunate to have had great parents, but there were a lot of times I hated the things my parents did, but my parents went out of their way to explain that it was in my best interest. I just didn't like it. Right. Like, yeah. um, Hey, clean the house because someone's coming over later is a very easy thing to work at. I never wanted to clean my room as a kid, but a mom mm-hmm. is trying to make her house look presentable. Like there's ways to offset that, and they do zero right. of them. No, 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 none of that. Um, anyway, it's the last day of school. Remember, this is the I mean, I don't know. The last day of school didn't really feel like school when you were that young. There was usually no. like like, I don't know, an ice cream party and everyone would go outside and run around and play. And it was um, so uh, 
at school, after they've all gone to school, um, we see um, uh, young Harry, who is six, um, trying to eat something from his lunch, and another a kid around his own age, but much bigger than Harry, comes over and and sh- shoves him down and steals his cupcake or whatever. Say, hey, that's mine. It, it was yours, and he eats it. And um, then a bunch of kids who Jeremy is playing basketball with go, hey, Jeremy, your brother's getting his butt kicked again. Ha, 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 ha. Everyone point at laugh at Jeremy, R.E., his brother being bullied is just a wonderful thing. Just, all right. Not saying, not saying it doesn't happen with kids, but it's this very odd thing. And then so Jeremy uh, sprints over and tackles a much smaller boy than him. Now, that much smaller boy is much bigger than his brother, but at the same point, it does look bad, which is why the principal it, uh, grabs him and is like, hey, now that, how, hey, but he was, he was picking on my brother. So it's like, um, it's like, yeah, but you're the older boy, you should know better. And then he then he turns to the to the kid who's obviously made a lifetime of this bullying, uh, because he's so good at it. Um, this principal goes, You did absolutely nothing wrong, Ricky. And I feel like there's a lot of that in this movie of absolute black and white. Yeah. Like not like like you're coming too, because we, we gotta call your mom about this picking on him, because I know that you've been doing this. But we have to find a way to settle this without violence and you got to stop stealing people's lunches. Um, like there's, but the, but the principle is not that the principle is a device of right and wrong, black and white, according to my own morality standards, including um, walking the, those two boys toward his, toward his office. He happens to see Elizabeth put an unlit cigarette in her mouth um, and then uh, all the other girls around her are also having uh, uh, cigarettes in their mouth. She is the only one who gets in trouble because apparently this this principal has it out for this family. And, uh, uh, he so like this is a show well before either of our times, but like the Eddie Haskellness, yeah, of, yeah, 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 of it all. Um, mm-hmm. The thing with that was he was doing, like, clever stuff and getting away with it. Right. Just, like, a bunch of people beating each other up. Yeah. Like, feels like you as the principal should recognize there's two parties involved. Like, there was nothing sneaky. They're just fighting. Mm -hmm. And for you to be like, you did absolutely nothing wrong, a little heavy-handed. Yeah. Um, And then I just, like, it was so like deliciously 90s to have this right. like unlit cigarette very Gia from mm-hmm. Full House very uh yeah. like this is what bad kids do mm-hmm. is that they mm-hmm. smoke or they attempt to smoke right uh, she but, wasn't even smoking yeah she hadn't it wasn't like she was like she had lit the cigarette for the first time and was coughing or whatever trying to be cool she just put it in her mouth for a second yeah and that was happened to be when that when so but she's bad. Um, know what that made me think of? Re- remember, like, candy cigarettes and gum cigarettes mm-hmm. as a kid? That was insane, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, it was. It was absolutely insane. Yes. Yep. I mean, it was you, like, you, Philip Morris was probably right? paying these candy manufacturers. Like... Right. No, no, it was uh, literally go in uh, right below the Skittles at the corner store was uh, candy cigarettes. 
God, and I thought they were so cool. Like and I was listen, like, listen, it worked. Listen, of listen let's also not um and listen, that that the candy cigarettes, blessedly, a thing of the past. You know what ain't? Big league chew, which is definitely a supposed to be tobacco, <laughs> but it's fine. It's okay now. It's a gate, it's a gateway gum. That is that is what big league chew is. It's a gateway gum. You know um, what though? I think people are like. Oh, I guess tobacco loses flavor in 12 seconds and actually isn't very good, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, the So they take her to the principal's office, and he's going to call her their mom um, at work or something um, to sell them everything, and then I'm going to come over and have a, uh, have a talk. Tell your mom I'm going to have a talk. I'm going to come over and visit the house or something. Because, because there's no way an older brother would defend a younger brother from a bully. Of course not. Or, or uh, a, a girl trying to fit in at 13 years old would put a cigarette in her mouth but not light it. There's no way any of those things would happen unless the home life is a shambles. And all, we got to get these kids out of the home. Maybe we should put the mom in jail. Like his overreaction to this it's not like jeremy and some other boy are fist fighting and like a knife comes out it's not like he finds uh the oldest girl um in in the bathroom with some heroin like it's like it he is wildly overreacting to the situation we're like i gotta do a home visit because we we might have to we don't have to get these kids out of that house also you're the principal not a policeman like if you actually the way he leads this charge of like, I gotta get these kids out of there is like that's not your yes. job. You're yes. a school principal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. 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 That's not. That's. I believe that's out of his purview. Um, it's like the, I've got my newscaster hair, and I'm getting these kids out of here. Right. He does have newscaster hair. Um, he. So the the kids are riding their bikes home. Um. It says, um, uh, you got to learn to stick up for yourself, Harry. What would dad say? And when he says that, that I was like, oh, dad's dead. Of course. Da- dad's dead, but he, he's not there to teach them how to be a man. Jeremy remembers him, but Harry doesn't. Nope. Who knows where the hell dad is? He's not mentioned after, in a few minutes, Jeremy says, dad was right to leave her. And by extension, us. Which is a weird thing. Um... Anyway, so before they go home, they realize they must go and and um, visit Mrs. Clover. I don't know what her name is. Uh, Maureen Stapleton. They must go and visit Maureen Stapleton. We never see her near a house. No, she is she's... only ever in a an expansive flower garden. That's correct. I do not know what she does. For a living, what she did if she's retired. I do not know exactly where she lives. I do not know what kind of house she lives in. I do not know how these children know her. She is not their grandmother. She is not their, like, they've never, they it's don't not even expl- like their neighbor. Like, they, she's not. She does, it's never explained how they know her, where she lives in, in, in relation to them, how they, how they also came to believe apparently correctly, that she's magic. She's magic. Like, let's go talk to her. She's magic. She'll help us out. 
Um, and it's it's the, that Harry believes she's magic. The older kids are like, well, we used to believe that, but obviously that's not true, you know, because you know, magic's not real. Santa's not real. Like that, like that's where they're at in their life. Okay. I also loved the. I'm not going to blame a child in a terrible movie for like a bad line delivery, but like the. It was like a chore that they had to go visit a magic woman at a garden. He's like, oh, we got to stop by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got to uh, stop by this lady's again. <laughs> I was like, wait, your magic sorcerer, older lady, friend, gal? Yeah. Um, this, everybody I feel like has the neighbor that is this character. The fact that they didn't just make her a neighbor is so weird. Because I feel like. There's always like an old lady that lives next door that's kind of mysterious. That mm-hmm, like sure. it's such an easy thing to fit or, into a yeah. neighborhood experience. Yeah, it, it was it is, very weird that she's yeah. just a, she just. It sounds like in this new Barbie movie that comes out, Ken his whole job is just beach. Like he's not a lifeguard. He's not her whole job is just garden, like mm-hmm. garden witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't have a house. <laughs> so she explains she, like. They they basically say how how mean and what a horrible bitch their mom is and he's like yep I understand I hear you um <laughs> get her out of here it's, it's not like it's, like it's like like she never once goes um well now come on kids give your mom a break she's she's dealing with a lot of stuff since your father left and uh, I know uh, from talking to her because it'd be weird if I talked to you children but not to your mother. Uh, I know from talking to her that she's got a lot of extra projects that have been thrown at her at her at work, and it's, it's really causing her a lot of stress. She never ever takes up for the mother at all. No. It, it is as it is as though she is some kind of cipher the children have all together created to be on their side. You know what I mean? Like it's just like when you imagine a person that you could like your imaginary therapist who tells you you're right about everything. That is who this person is. Also, she's magic. And the only way we know that is that she takes a, a, a dead, a, a rotten a, a bud off of some flower and puts it in her hand. And then later, as the kids walk away, she opens it and it's all nice and blooming again. So she's with her magic has, has done that. But that's the only evidence we ever get of her being magic. But she says, okay, so what we got to do is um, you got to go and you got to um, all sit around and say these magic words. And it'll make uh, your mom disappear. And also it'll make you have no memory of her. Um, well, what are we going to do without a mom? And I go, oh, all you got to do is go to the mommy market. And you'll pick out a new mom. And they're like, yeah, checks out. Great. Let's go back home. Um, and when they get back home, um, uh, Sissy Spacek, mom, uh, is there, and she's got groceries. I, lo- I love when they do, like, exactly two grocery bags, because that's as much as it requires you to carry. Mm-hmm. And also, bread sticking out the top, oh, stock celery sticking out the top, and we're just here with get groceries. And, like, smoking? Fighting? That's it. You are all grounded for the entire summer. No TV, no camp, no nothing. You don't even get to leave this house. So that is that is her response to this thing, taking the gospel of this of this very odd overreacting uh, principle. And so she has, again, everything is all or nothing in this movie. And a lot of that is that that's the way kids see the world. 
but also it makes for a really lousy movie. There's no nuance and none of this makes like, like uh, just, just you're grounded for the whole summer, which starts as of a few hours ago. Cause that was the last day of school. I, again, realizing that I had great parents growing up, like if I was getting in fights and smoking, I would definitely be punished, but they would be mm-hmm. like, hey, what's going on with this right. kid? I was a good kid, so it didn't happen a lot. Right. But, uh, like, my sister was the hellion. We switched. I was terrible as a toddler, <laughs> as good as a teenager. She was a good kid, and then when I was good, so it never happened. I was good. It didn't really happen. But, like, they would be... The punishment would be for the behavior, but like they would be trying to get to the root of it. And mm-hmm. like, there's just no, this movie does not work if there's literally no empathy for the mom. And I'm just like, God, you suck. Like, you, yeah. you suck this. Yeah. Like, and yeah, man, like a principal coming over to the house about it feels <laughs> so mm-hmm. fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so they decide to to do the incantation to make their mom disappear because otherwise they're going to be grounded all summer yeah. and they'll get a new mom it'll be much better um so harry really wants to do it um and jeremy is like yeah sure let's do it and uh elizabeth's like guys it's not going to work and um and uh, <laughs> he's like Elizabeth, just do it. What do you care? What if it doesn't work? I'll tell all your friends at school you're not cool. What do you care if it doesn't work? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, we don't we get rid of mom. And I was like, that was that's the one time any of these kids actually did anything with their brain. Yeah. I was like, what's the harm if it doesn't work? So let's just do it. It's the like the kid, only thing in the movie that's just our little brother is is six. He wants to try it. Can we just humor the kid? Yeah. Um, and so they try it. They they say the words and they're like, and then they wake up the next morning and their mom's bedroom is emptied of, of everything. The mattress and bed are still there, but there's no sheets. There's nothing on the walls and they can't remember her. Also, for the first of many times in this movie, um, th- Jeremy is shirtless. Like he's one of those kids who, sh- who sleeps without a shirt, but like, it's fine. That's cool. Maybe you don't have AC in the house. That's all right. It just feels odd in a movie where it's just like, all right, shirtless 11-year-old. Yeah, because it's odd. It, it does feel like they went out of their way to make that a thing. Uh, yeah. Which is very uncomfortable. Um, he, he, there's no reason why he couldn't wear a t-shirt. And there's none at all. Just- weirdly, this scene where they were like doing the magic was the only scene that the kids have to your point where they were doing something smart, but also like, I can't emphasize enough how bad the writing in this movie is. Mm-hmm. Like nobody sounds like a human being at kind of no. any point. Like, no. Oh, she's a mom. So she has groceries and is whining about the kids cleaning and having right. to work. Um, the kids are also so much, my mom's going to kill me. Oh, you're such like a bullying older brother, like teasing me around. Like, it's just so uh, just mm-hmm. like when we review a lot of WWE things, how we're like, Pe- that's just not yeah. how people talk. Like that, no. there was a lot of that in this movie, but this yeah, scene was. was actually better. And the Elizabeth gal is a pretty good kid actor. Like you can see that there's good. Oh, Anna behind like, all she, this yeah, she knows what dredge. she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But she, she was the older, good. The older boy went on to do other things. He's all right. Um, I don't know if 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 they asked the kid who played Harry to to say all of his L's as W's. Um, he definitely has uh, that little kid thing, though. Or, or or if it was just a thing that happens to to, to young Harry naturally. Uh, Lord knows, um, uh, my daughter is is six, the same age, and she doesn't have that. But I've talked to, to little friends of hers who do, so it's possible that's a natural thing. Um, but it it did feel um, like a very movie thing to like, you know, oh, look how cute this little kid is. I'm a widow kid. Yeah, I'm a widow kid. That's me. Um, but anyway, um, so they go in the room like. Do you guys remember our mom? Like, I remember wishing her away, but I don't remember her. I don't know. They did that for a bit. And then they go downstairs and they said they're going to make pancakes, uh, which, of course, just entails getting Bisquick all over the place. Yes. That's 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 how kids make pancakes. It's literally flying through the air. Um, I don't know if they actually ever made a pancake. They had like a half made one because they threw it at each other. And the I think that's when the principal comes back or whatever. Yeah. Um I'll say this in eighth grade I knew how to make pancake batter. <laughs> I mean, I don't it's know like if I eggs, did, but fist quick. It's like three steps. I mean, well, it's also on the box, and I even if Harry can't read it, I know Jeremy and, and Elizabeth can. Sure, and I don't so, think like, anyone's like, I want to make pancakes, let me throw it around the kitchen. It's weird. It's just it's because weird. they're kids. And they don't have mom, and they don't have to worry about cleaning up. Because, you know, they won't, she won't be mad at us for, leave, for leaving a big mess. But you know who's going to be mad at him? Forward. The principal who shows up. Principal Leeby who, who just shows up. shows up at the house well, He the says time. he has an appointment to talk to, to, talk to her and, and talk to her in the house. And they're like, um, is your mother home? Oh, I'm sorry, sure, she, she had to step out. She's a she had uh, it's a work thing on a, on a Saturday. Like, all right, well, I'll be back. You tell her that I'm gonna be here. She better be here when I come back. He says, Alex. Like again, I was just such a good kid that I did not have like a lot of run-ins with the principal. But from my understanding, mm-hmm. yep. when you're not such a good kid like I was, mm-hmm. yeah, like the parent goes to the school, and this was right. not urgent enough. It required a home visit. It was like a girl mm-hmm. that almost smoked and a school fight. Like what are mm-hmm. and they the last we saw they were grounded for the entire summer. Why is there a principal follow-up to this? I don't get it. I don't know. To, at the house? Feels weird. Yeah. But anyway. It can't all be me, I guess. No, it can't. It can't it can't all be you and your perfect childhood. Um, so um <laughs> they decide they're gonna go to the mummy market. Um, so the mummy market, um, as described in voiceover by Maureen Stapleton, it's only open from three to 5 PM on Sundays. So take the, take the bus to the downtown area, walk past the open air market. till you get to the last stall, turn right, go down a cobblestone street at the end of the street, turn left. Then turn right down a narrow alley at the end of that alley. And this is thing. And then we watch the kids all do it. And they get there, and they turn left, and there's, sure enough, there's the mommy market. There's a big clearing in, a, in the midst of a bunch of buildings. And there's a bunch of kids there. 
apparently this is a, a very, very popular phenomenon, wishing your mother away and then going to pick a new one. There were dozens and dozens of children there looking to pick new moms. <laughs> I also, so mom prostitution was very weird. Very, to very, start very with. odd. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm also mm-hmm. like, how do you have two little boys in this movie and neither of them are like, is there a dad market? Like that felt like no. such a gaping thing of like, hey, our dad was right to leave, but we never want to make any effort to see him in all of this. Mm-hmm. But like, right. could I just have a whole, maybe my mom wouldn't be so fucking stressed all the time if there was a dad market. Like, can I also have, do I, can I have two parents that I get to choose? No, they specifically tell you no, you can't. No, you okay, not. So they go and they they talk to the manager of the mommy market, who's fifteen, who is who is fifteen years old. He's older than those kids, but he's not old enough to be running a business, let alone a whole no. mommy market. And All I'm of kind other... of skeptical of the mommy market immediately because what's yeah, going on no. with your mom? That you're yeah. 15 out here yeah. running a mommy market. Listen, listen, Chester J. Lampwick. I don't like the cut of your jib. Okay, I don't know what you're doing. I don't. I don't. I think you're a bad influence on all these kids. Who? How do you? How do I know that these moms are up to snuff? Because you say so. Yeah. There's no Amazon Like no, 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 no. I don't know. I, I know. I need to see references. Um. This this should be at least as stringent as hiring Mary Poppins. It is not. You go down an alley and you you have Tyler over here tell you like what they, uh, no hey Braden yeah can you show them the new models no I'm sorry Tyler and Braden don't get to pick my new mom for me yeah I don't understand I don't no 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 you no 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 this is ridiculous why is why is the child why is the child running the mommy market I guess because but that's dumb like it should be grandmothers grandmothers should run the mommy market. Like that would like like it should be that you know who you could also do if you're gonna have Sissy SpaceX pay a bunch of play a bunch of people have Maureen Stapleton play in a different wig in a different style she could play the the and that's the whole thing is like don't we know you I don't know what you're talking about dear like if if she's the actually the one running the mommy market but in disguise because she's magic like it would make sense that it was her friggin' idea. And she's magic can make the whole thing happen, as opposed to, you know, the, will, the, the captain of the lacrosse team. Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> on the JV team, too. On the JV, the JV lacrosse God. team. His mom has to drop him off at the mommy market because it was either yes. this or summer camp counselor. He That's chose right. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will also say there's like a, as disproportionate as the principal is in the over response to the behavior, mm-hmm. these kids are very underwhelmed by the fact that their mom just right. disappeared and they are at a market to pick out a new mom. They're, like they're they should be a little bit more alarmed by this whole situation. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. they're kind of just like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, we get three tokens. That's neat. Like, what? yes. As, as Tyler or Braden um, describes to them, um, Braxton, it's probably Braxton. Um, he looks like he a Braxton, sa- yeah. Um, says, um, here, uh, you have three tokens. Each family gets three tokens. One of you, three of you, nine of you. Everyone gets three tokens. The token will allow you to open that turnstile and take the mom out with you. We've figured out 
through a long, arduous process that started when I was a zygote, that um, that only three is the magic number. If you can't find a mom that's suitable, suitable in three in three tries, you're never going to find one. No moms. Um, no bonus they, rounds. They, no bonus rounds. That's it. Also, he says, um, they say, so is there a daddy market? Yeah, it exists. It's in a different part of the city. But your family can only go to one at a time. Otherwise, there'd be chaos. And I'm like, once they realize that the first one didn't work out for them, and especially the second one, they should go to Tyler Braden Braxton, Tyler Braden Braxton, and say, hey, um, we'd like to switch it up and try the dad one. Instead, we got we have the one burning token through left. all our moms. Yeah, could you give us? Can you give us in specific directions of what bus to take to what part of the thing and walk by what and turn down what kind of street before we get to an alley so we can find the, the daddy market? No one ever brings up the daddy market again. They're walking through and they find a woman who who makes cookies and right away that's the one Harry wants. He keeps talking about I want the cookie one. Give me the cookie one. Um, but they don't they don't go with the cookie one. It's not because you know why they can't because she's not played by Sissy Spacek. There it is. Yeah. Uh, also, knowing that this was made in the early 90s mm-hmm. and the narratives that were going on in the early 90s, the fact mm-hmm. that it wasn't a pick out your parents market together. Right. Because, like, you had to have a wholesome family unit. Oh, I know. Is kind yeah. of kind of insane here. But mm-hmm. I we're getting into the, the sissy spacekness of it all. Uh, mm-hmm. This... When we watched Joe and the volcano, yeah, and we were like, "Oh, Meg Ryan was so good when she played all three of the different parts." This mm-hmm. was not that, and it's really not Sissy no. Basic's fault. But I was like, "None of these prospective moms are good." <laughs> no, 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 no. None of them were good. Um, a lot of them that you like. There's a there's an artist one. The best thing you can do is give intellectual stimulation to your kids. Like they all have one gimmick. Like there's no mom that like does anything. It's all of them gimmick. have a gimmick. Everybody's got a gimmick. There's the baking one. There's the artist one. Um, there's there as we'll see. Um, so they're walking through, and they all and obviously they have three tokens, so each one of them can pick a mom. Pick a mom, yeah, of course. You know, and they can try it, right? So the oldest picks first. I mean, it's not, not, it's not a rule, just what happens. Elizabeth wants this woman who is sitting there. She is, she's got one of those giant hats with a veil attached to it. She's smoking she a cigarette. Looks at, like Moira from Schitt's Creek. That's all I could think about. Oh, okay, fine. I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she, uh, is she, looks, she looks like, uh, uh, is it Gre- Greta Garbo or Bridget Bardo? One of those old, she looks like she's from 1950. Um, uh, she has a very thick French accent. Um, she is Sissy Spacek. And that's um, it. That's as far as we get. She is yep. French. She's French, and she's incredibly posh. rich, very posh. Um, and Harry says, do you cook? Oh, no, 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 no. I never cook. But I never go anywhere without my personal chef, Pierre. Um, so they're like, oh, personal chef, that's not so bad. That's, that's kind of cool. Um, um, I was like, um, oh, but you this this hairstyle you have, Elizabeth, it is it is too long. We, no, 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 you're getting too old for that hairstyle. We have to make. I'm like, okay. So Elizabeth wants to be seen as older. This mom, blah blah blah. blah, blah. She also one thing she says: my mom never takes me shopping. 
I'm like, okay. Um, so this mom is fashionable. I get it. You're going to choose this French mom. Obviously, money. it's not going to work out. Yeah. That's money. She says to Jeremy, "It's like don't be working. Like, I don't all like her." She says, "She says to uh, to Jeremy, listen, she's obviously rich. She's going to buy you anything you want, dude." It's like, all right, okay, cool. Um, so uh, they they bring her home. She has an entire staff of of housekeepers that go with her. They drive home in a limo. They're having the time of their lives until. Um, she, um, she wants, uh, she ends up cause Elizabeth likes it because, you know, she's fashionable. Um, and, uh, then, um, the, the uh, but they find her lost, I love New York shirt and rip it up and turn it into a rag. And, and she's now, oh, that's it. Now, now we got, we're going to get rid of her because of this. Also, yeah. she hates the, um. Uh, she hates uh, the decor. Uh, she hates the French oh, food isn't good, the, even though there's the, a oh, the chef. Fr- yeah, but the chef. But it's like it's like an octopus. Like they put an octopus in front of the kid, and obviously the kid doesn't want the octopus. Um, so, like, I'm pretty sure that she could tell Pierre, "Could you rip up, rip up some French fries for these kids, and they'd be yeah. the best fries ever had?" But no. Anyway, so uh, she hates the iguana. Michael is the name of the iguana. She hates the iguana, Michael, and she wants the iguana gone. Um, so she will not leave when they ask her to leave. So, like, this isn't working out. We'd like for you to go. You're, we're still in your trial period. So yeah, we'd the like lease for you to is leave. over. Yeah. Um, but she says, no, she won't do it. So they, they, they make her leave. They make her leave um, by, uh, um, by putting Michael in her bed. So she she runs away and she hates everything and she's leaving. And um, uh, this also coincides with uh, Principal Libby coming again to, yes. to, to check on them. Um, and uh, um, that's what, as she's leaving in, in a in a, um, in a in a limousine. It's like, well, who was that leaving? Like, that's our interior decorator. Uh, oh, the reason also they they make her leave is they she takes them to to the to the um, to the hair salon. And, yeah, they're all dressed um, like little French brats by the end of the. Yeah, and they get and they got get, big old not, poofy hair. They, they 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 go to the hair salon and they don't cut her hair. Elizabeth's like she. I no. want something like a little asymmetrical bob is what she says, and ends up being like ridiculously teased poofy, which yes. is not at all what is what the French lady asked for. Uh, and Jeremy's got it like parted down the middle, like he looks like alfalfa. Um, but they're all wearing like little 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 children's. Outfits from France in 1895. Yeah, it's really whatever. Weird. So they go, they go see Maureen Sableton and they're like, "Hey, we want to get rid of her." And they're like, "Oh, well, you should probably do that then." And then they do, and that's how they do that. So then they go back to Mommy Market again, and this time Jeremy Point gets to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he he picks Sissy Spacek again, but this time with this ridiculous. Page girl haircut and a little little ball cap that's too small for her top of her head, and very high waisted slacks, um, and hiking boots, and a button down over a turtleneck, and she's supposed to be the athletic one, like he likes sports and she likes sports. Outdoorsy um, mom. Outdoorsy mom. Um, also, and was this they, when they... we passed through artistic mom because she looked sixteen. Yeah, that was. I believe we passed the artistic mom, mom then was too. Yeah, very young looking. I was like, that all, is also astronaut mom. 
could not have been an astronaut because she was about about the same age, about 18 years old. Yeah. Also, just like if you're if you find yourself at a mommy market, mm-hmm. I would say before you spend any of your tokens, like read the room, like go look at all of them so that you don't nope. burn a token on a, yeah. a mom that isn't going to work out. But, you know, that's just that's just good. That's just best practices for when you're at the mommy market. I'm looking at a, um, a, 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 a very brief synopsis. I'm sorry. Of, of the mummy market, the book published in 1966. Um, they do not go to the mummy market to get a new mom in the book. They go to the new mom to, to there to get a new housekeeper who is the, like, it's a new nanny basically. Um, and their unsympathetic housekeeper is called the gloom. Well, right away, that's a problem. Probably yeah. don't hire a housekeeper to look after your kids called the gloom. So that changes everything in this book. The yeah. Book is not mommy. The book is the book is housekeeper the gloom. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So anyway. this woman just hated her mom. She hated yeah. her mom who was dying while she was pregnant. <laughs> yes. Now we figured it out. Um, so. Um, Harry like Harry likes her because um, she makes good marshmallows over the fire. Um, they uh, they they bring her home, and right away she's very strict and has to everything has to play by the rules. Yeah, um, a bunch of the neighborhood kids come over to play uh, kickball, but um, she's like, "No, these are the rules. You can't. We can't change the rules for like the the three year old to play. Everything's got to go by the rules, and so they don't like that." They also go on a, on a nature hike with her to go camping, um, and they sleep without tents in the rain with the mosquitoes, um, and they just don't don't like her much. Oh, she makes she's got a. She also, it feels very military esque, like the every every man's got to carry his own pack. How else yeah. are you gonna grow up to be a man? And so Harry's like carrying this giant backpack that's I don't know what the hell's in there, um, but it's too they far like- too heavy for him. And they make Harry carry it. And they sleep in the rain. Like yeah. this was an outdoor hike. Mm-hmm. And they're just like miserable in the rain. Mm-hmm. It was like. Bug bites build character. I don't know why she's like. She's like. She's got. She sounds like a Kennedy. She yeah, gets this weird. Weird. This weird clipped. North, Northern New England accent. Hello. I think because she played like six things. And they were all so cartoonish. I'm sure she felt right. like she had to. Like, well. But listen, it's weird. I, I, I get why the French woman is French. I right. get why the Russian um, circus lady is Russian. I don't necessarily know why they picked this accent for, for this character. Hello, woman. this is me. I'm an outdoorsy woman. Well, gotta go. Like it sounds, it sounds like a newsreel uh, reader. Just, this just in. It is very. Yeah, this, this just in. Um, uh, like a, I'm a, a I'm a terrible mother, and you probably shouldn't go to the mommy market again. Otherwise, you're going to find somebody else was bad. I, have you seen um, these vacuum cleaners? I'm selling them door to door. Oh, oh. Also, she uh, she says, um, "Oh, these are iguanas." Here's the thing: you, we need to get hit, get your your iguana uh, a mate so that you can breed them. And she's like, "No, I, one of them's yeah. enough," says Harry. Like, no, you should breed them because then we'll stuff them. We'll kill them all, all the babies, and stuff them and put them around the house. And then they see a raccoon. It's like, "Oh, look, children, a raccoon! Let's chase him down, kill him, and stuff him." Like, no, it's a raccoon. It's just a raccoon. We don't have to kill it. No, we shall, we'll, we'll stuff it. I'll set up a trap. 
Like, I don't think outdoorsy people are always taxidermists. It was a very weird conclusion to jump to. Yeah. Especially with a pet. Like, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, she decides that uh, uh, she's going to set up a trap for the raccoon. This comes into play in the very last uh, scene of the movie. Uh, but never, never again before that. Um, but anyway, they tell her to leave, so she does. She picks up, she packs up her pack, and she walks off into the distance. Um, they only have one more token left. We gotta do this right this time. So um, they uh, they they go and um, they all looking through these things, trying to like, mm, I'm not sure if I want this one or not. And and Harry just Harry wants to run away and join the circus. That's what he said in the very first scene of the movie. So he sees the circus lady on the trapeze, and I want her. You got to pick one, and you got to pick one, Elizabeth. So I, I want her. Um, and so uh, they choose the circus lady um, to give it a shot. Hey, I know we've only got one more shot at this, and then we're orphans, but why not try the most outlandish one possible what what it should have been if this is smart is they have one more shot so they pick one that oh my god well actually like this is good for you and this is good for you and this is good for you and all around she's not great at any one thing but she seems to be good at at um at a lot of things and then she turns out to be a total disaster when they get her home as opposed to picking one that's obviously going to be a total disaster as their last shot at this. That doesn't make any sense narratively. You know? No, like, and it's, they created their own crappy situation with this because you do, you don't want to open with that either because you, you, they do escalate, I feel like. But they didn't even pause to be like, hey, do we want to, do we want to, risk our third or maybe we can see there's a negotiation problem. I know we don't remember our mom, but like, was it that bad? Like there was no uh, awareness of like, this mm-hmm. is our last shot at all with right. that. Um, or like you said, maybe re ask about the dad market or whatever, but it does feel like a very, like they should have been learning from the two experiences before that. Like, Hey, maybe not pick the weird circus lady and maybe not let the youngest one go last. And right. <laughs> yeah. Picture. But anyway, um, they decide they're going to bring her home. Her is like you can. Ever, uh, the first one says, "You may call me maman," and the second one says, "Call me mom." And this one says, "Hey, you call me Natasha because that is my name. My name is Natasha. You call me Natasha." And so um, seems like she shouldn't be at the mommy market. To be honest. No, I don't. Yeah, it's weird. She's like um, calling by my first name. And but but that's fine if there's like another kind of character who wants to do that. I understand. I understand why this one. All the other ones feel like moms that got traded out of. I don't know if I were like if like she had she had she had kids who hated being part of the circus, so they they traded her in and to get a different mom. I don't. There's feel there feels like there are no success stories. It'd be kind of weird if like you ever maybe in the movie they they meet kids who did this and it worked out for them. Like, it just, it doesn't feel like that's yeah. even a possibility here, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, God, that would be so much better if there was just like a, oh, yeah, I got the, this mom put a slide in our house. And now I yeah. Guess, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would yeah. be so much better. This, this mom, she, she makes us pancakes every morning for breakfast, and she built a treehouse. 
like in this tree and she always makes time to take me shopping for new clothes. Like give these kids something that they think is out there for them. All of these, these women they pass in the mommy market all feel like they are specialty specialties in one thing and one thing only. And most of them have nothing to do with being a mom. Um, like Natasha, the circus lady who also comes with her entire circus troupe with a big, big, painted school bus that they travel around during doing the circus in and they want to teach the kids how to be in the circus this is where we have andre the giant is in this apparently he's supposed to be like the strong man um but he can barely walk anymore at this point in his life um and so he 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 hobbles around with a cane and at one point he does some knife throwing uh toward elizabeth's head does he say, all right, now don't move. Uh, what? Don't move. And then he throws a knife and it misses her. Uh, he's trying to tra- train her how to take knives being thrown at her. Um, he's only got a few lines and he's ba- barely in the movie. Um, I don't know if like he knew a producer or because Rafaela de Laurentiis um, produced this. And I know like brother husband father dino de laurentis produced a lot of big shit back in the day and i don't know if like maybe um andre knew that guy or and they asked him to do it and he did it as a favor it just feels very odd that he's in this movie because you could have picked any big strong dude to be in the movie you didn't have to be andre the giant well who's the biggest strongest dude though uh i mean not anymore not anymore He That's he true. looks like he looks like a seven foot four, five hundred pound great grandfather. The way he's moving around, yeah, it feels, it feels sad. Like it is a little sad, especially because we knew, right? Yeah. Uh, I was I don't know why I assumed Andre the Giant had a bigger role than a cameo in a circus, but like for mm-hmm. some reason I was like, I think because of the dad who left being justified. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think he was like gonna come back as the dad, but I thought maybe he would be Andre like the uh, giant is the dad who left. Oh, that would be so much better. <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna be that guy, but I thought like I don't know. We have this magic woman running around. Why wouldn't we have Andre the giant be like a paternal guide? And the, I don't know. I didn't think I it was know. just gonna be a nutshot appearance. Yeah, but, yeah, but it was um, anyway. They they asked Natasha to leave, and she said she's like, "Ah, you're joking." Ha ha. No, we never leave. We here forever. Um uh now we have to we have to practice for our next circus performance. And so they, they ask her to leave and she won't do it. Like she's so bad that they realize they have no more chances at this, but they're still wanting her to go. And the only way they have to do this is to like distract them with something, I guess. Um and then um they have Jeremy and Harry steal the school bus and and they all chase after it um and they crash it because they can't drive and um and then as they're running away from the crash school bus the first person from the 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 running troop of circus people to catch up to the bus is andre the giant who grabs jeremy by the scruff of the neck and he's Jeremy trying to get away harry help me help me harry and so harry runs up as hard as he can and punches Andre the Giant in the balls. And that's the last we see of Andre the Giant. To their credit, 
they do pause for a moment and say like if we get rid of this woman we have no mom like they do right. acknowledge it there they acknowledge it so yeah. that part is good what happens after that is just insane like I'm sure they knew other adults that they could call in situations. Like, I'm sure they could visit the witch garden again. It was just very weird. uh, I mean, when dad left, he didn't like... They didn't have to get rid of her right now. Like, why did they have to get rid of her right now? Like, dad left. um, Like, dad winking out of existence. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know where dad is. If that's the truth, then, like, you got it. You should be more... You should not mention dad in a positive light as they do several times throughout this. So weird. Um, if dad like left mom for his secretary and like he's now he lives across the country, you could still call dad. He's still your dad. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's just a weird thing that they, they never bring it up again, but they, they eventually make the, yeah, they, so they make the, the weird troop of Russian um, circus people leave. They're very, very disappointed and, and heartbroken that they've been asked to leave. But also, they don't have a bus anymore, so they they have to like carry all their stuff because they crashed the bus. Ridiculous. But they decide they are going to try to. Um, uh, oh, they go to they go to Maureen Stapleton again, who's like, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, I guess the only thing you could do is maybe like. Try and all collectively remember your mom at the same time. And to do this, I'm going to suggest something that makes no sense. How about you say the names of wildflowers um, all at once? And that will bring your mother back. And so, um, like, yeah, well, we'll try that. But other than that, let's go back to the mommy market and see if we can sneak one in and steal one. So literally they sneak in. A diversion is caused and they sneak in. And Jeremy steals the lockbox full of tokens and smashes it on the ground um, while there's a, cal- a calamity going on. Um, and uh they they steal a token so they can go and find uh, a a mom and all the moms that they rejected have now come back to the mommy market because that's what happens when you when you get rejected you just go back there and somebody else will pick you out um so um the it's circus a mom prostitution ring so natasha the circus mom she um she sees them and sounds the alarm from up in her trapeze um and uh um, the um, the weird Kennedy athletic outdoorsy mom jumps on a skateboard uh, to go and chase them to the mommy market and ends up um, uh, accidentally being hit by the trapeze artist who is swinging down to stop everything and they go flying off in the air. But that's a lot better than what happens to French mom because French mom actually is able to corral one of them and gets uh, knocked over into cowgirl mom's stall, where yeah. there is a po- where there is a pony, and she's sitting there very woozy, and she wakes up. Oh, she's Miss Fancy Girl. They're gonna have the pony fart in her face. Of course, is what I thought because I thought she huge wakes up. It, right. No, see, I didn't think that because that's unnecessary. 
the joke still lands if you just have a big fart sound and the tail do this and she and she goes and farts and faints that's the, the exact same joke is achieved without having the pony take a giant diarrhea dump in the face of Sissy Spacek. This is a movie that she very badly apparently wanted to do so her kids would love it, and apparently she believes her kids would love watching her have pony poop all over her face. Like, she literally, she wipes it off of her face and looks at it and then sniffs it, and then she faints. You don't, none of that has to happen. Like no, the, and I thought the, it was going to be on her clothes. The same, but it was on her face. That was my thing. Was like face. it should it should ruin her fancy clothes, but it was not on her fancy clothes. It was on her face. It was it was it was uh, a little a little scatological for my tastes. Um, didn't didn't need the visual of the poop because it will. You know the best part about this movie that fake pony poop looks pretty pretty real. Pretty all um, right. The props so, department yeah. killed it. Props department, not bad. Um, but they're unable to um they're no, they are finally corralled by all the teenagers who run this place. And he goes, You are never allowed, you are forever banned from the mommy market, says Tyler Braden Braxton, and you will never be allowed back. Now you are banished, get away, and everyone else, all the other children there look at them like, Oh, you are gonna ruin it for the rest of us. All the other moms, <laughs> astronaut mom, artist mom. The one, the cookie mom, they're all like, oh, you disgust me. And so they all have to leave. And so as they're walking out from that alley, they see the principal there with the police who've somehow tracked them to the mommy market. Like, we have to put them all in foster homes, different right homes. Now. Like, not, we don't have, have to put them all in a foster home. We got to put them in different foster homes, split them up. That is what the principals decided to do. And that's why he's called the police on this whole thing. And so they run back into the mommy market, but it's now after 5 p.m. Or maybe they because they've been banished and it's all empty. Everything's been removed and now the magic doesn't work anymore. So they they um, they yell at each other uh, because they're so mad about this whole situation. And then they they hug and they make up and then they have to just sit there Um at, at night and um, in the city alone, homeless, um, because also they found out that like there's once once the uh, the circus mom leaves, they realize they have no f- and they don't know how to go grocery shopping because they have right. no money. So that they're, they're going to starve to death if they stay in the house, but they also can't live on the streets. So they're like, oh, you know what we should do? We should make up a thing and then we should all like, let's all start remembering something that happened with our mom and then we'll just yes and each other for the rest of this story for some reason hey no um i remember we started out at the beach and it was really fun at the beach and then we went and we went to this awesome nature trail that ended in a cool waterfall we all went swimming and then and they did this all together telling this whole story this is like a five minute sequence where they where they show a fake thing that never happened where they all went and they went and then we went fishing and then we did this and they all back together and uh they're like oh, oh well oh i forgot also there's a point where little harry's like daisies 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 like trying to make the wildflower thing happen it doesn't happen um they're like oh well 
I guess we're, we're never going to have a mom. I guess we'll wake up tomorrow in, in underneath this bridge in the middle of this city, homeless. And then they wake up and they're in their own beds and they they walk into their mom's room and their original mom is there. Um, and also out in the in the uh, hallway is a giant basket of flowers from Maureen Stapleton. And they these are for you, mom. And mom wakes up and, and goes, oh, wow. I, what's what's going on? It's so late. What's, oh, anyway, you kids are all still grounded. We know we love you anyway, mom. And that's that's basically it. Like they talk about how much now they love their mom and they were wrong to not love their mom. And their mom doesn't also go, maybe I was too hard on you kids. Or hey, you know what we should still do? Still unconcerned about the fighting and the smoking. Right. 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 That's true. But the 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 actual resolution is these kids realize how much they miss their real mom. They actually started doing like memories of things that happened in that first scene, but seeing them a little differently, like their mom wasn't like a shrew about everything. She was saying like, instead of like, um, maybe since you're going to the eighth grade, you can learn how to do your own laundry for a change. She's like, well, you are getting older. Maybe I can teach you how to do your own laundry and then you won't miss any, anything won't be missing. And she says it in a way that's like, okay, that's constructive. And so maybe the kids are realizing I was seeing things from a different perspective. Fine. But that is not who the mom is now because the first thing she says when she wakes up is you're all still grounded for the entire summer with no TV and no camp and no nothing. If you show both sides having grown from this experience, one, from having erroneously wished away their real mother and having found out that the other mothers are not as good, and the other side from realizing maybe she was doing something to drive their her child children yes. into feeling this way, and maybe she's been she's been not being attentive enough or fun enough or spending too much time at work or whatever. The mom makes zero growth about any of this. All of her narcissistic workaholic um, tendencies are still there. Which feels like this is mom saying, see kids, see how I'm always going to be the best option for you. Just doesn't work out right. Okay, so you sped through a lot. And there are moments that I have to call out because I had false optimism. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst kind. It was really sad. There was a moment where I was like, oh, they're going to do something really clever. No. Um, The... Garden Witch with the wildflowers thing. Yeah. Why did they specifically say a spell that was just something like if she had said if she had said these wildflowers will conjure up memories and the memories are the things that unlock her. Like, why did you specifically go out of your way to say that the solution was not the thing that ended up being the solution is so weird to me. Um, The melee at the mommy market also wasn't like my favorite I, the <laughs> you don't say like and just the notion of like you are banned from the mommy market instead of like hey this didn't like you have no mom anymore is like kind of a maybe we shouldn't be treating that with the harshness that was here. but yeah. i thought when they came and said you're going to be put in a foster home i was like mm-hmm. oh they're going to have the original mom 
foster these kids. And it's going to come back in this really cool way where it was like the harshness that she had kind of gets offset by the fact that like she went out of her way to foster these children Mm -hmm. and adopt them. And like, maybe it'll be a thing like they traveled back and the dad was there or something. But then like, I thought, Oh, that's a really cool ending. Cause I think fostering and adopting is probably one of the most selfless things you could do. It would like offset all the harshness that we got in the beginning. No, not even close to what happens here. And I was also like, that would be kind of cool if the resolution wasn't magic, but was just like a, an act of love. No, yeah, no. Wouldn't that be cool? If, so if, weird. if the original mom having been wished away and was at the mommy market and they would pick her, you know, I, like I was waiting for that too. I thought she would be in, in the actual mommy market in some way because like she and because actually they don't, really because loves they, being a mom. They don't remember her and she doesn't remember them, but we know that's the actual mom. And when they bring her home, everything just seems to fit. Like, and because they don't have that, because they don't have those years of resentments built up, like all of the little idiosyncrasies don't piss each other off. Like it becomes like we, if we could just start, not a new person, I just want to start over from a, from a different point and then we can branch out from there. Like that would be a wonderful, like there's, that's like, I don't know this one. There's this any emotional familiar. gravity to that. Yeah. None. None. And then I thought when they had the flashback day and they were doing like outdoorsy stuff, I was like, oh, like the outdoorsy mom. And then they're going to remember no. that they went to the circus and had this amazing time. And no, then it turns no. out they went shopping and found this really no. cute French outfit. No. No. None of that. And I was like, that would be so fun because everybody lined up with like one well, of the cartoonish is, moms is a part of the memory is, of the mom thing. No, it is. It is very odd that all of their really great memories surrounding their their real mom are all things that the second mom that they hated so much would have loved to have done with them. I thought it was like a perfect setup for why they would have chosen the moms that they did. And then they didn't do that. Uh, and then. Yeah, they, in the resolution, if you can call it that, they switched the entire dynamic of the relationship, but literally nothing about the mom. It's like, we just love you now, and she's just still the same unempathetic bitch that she was before. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can't change the dynamic of, you, not even change, flipped the switch on the dynamic mm-hmm. of the relationships because of this weird experience and have nothing be different about her at all. Yeah. And what is the principal's deal? Get off their jock with this. Um, like the fact that the principal went to this mommy market with the cop, like he is obsessed with this family. Um, because like if you call the cops because you're worried about the welfare of a child, like I don't think the you don't go with the cops. Like this was just so he's obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. It's very yes. odd. So they had some opportunities yeah. to do things that I don't think it would have salvaged the movie. The movie was pretty much no. wall to wall. But like, I really thought like when they said foster home, I was like, oh God, that's like the perfect contrast to what we saw in the beginning of the movie. No. Mm-hmm. Was she at the mommy market? No. I had the same thought of like, oh, they're going to pick this woman that they don't remember, but it's going to feel familiar. Actually mm-hmm. pretty all right. No. No. 
No. Um, no. Also, yes, I can't. I can't stop doing this. Alex is trying to fix bad creative again. I ironically love it. That is <laughs> all I can do. It's my I mean, only, I think it's you, only thing. I was doing it too. Because uh, you just well, when a movie is this bad, you're like, well, how, is there a is there a good movie hidden in here somewhere? Is what I always will try and, and figure out. But sure. no. Um, Somebody in the chat said this initially had a forty million dollar budget, and I need to know if that's true. Because if it made three hundred twenty grand, it had a forty million dollar budget. Oh, sissy! What are you <laughs> doing, sissy? Uh, also, earlier in the movie, while the all the kids are uh, are playing uh, are, are making pancakes, mm-hmm. uh, I feel good by James Brown is playing, and at the end of the movie. They play it again. So they got the rights to the James Brown song, and they, they, that is it. That's all the rights they paid for, and they're damned if they're not going to use it twice. And um, the, uh, uh, the, the way it plays, again, is that the raccoon uh, – sorry, the raccoon trap that was set by the other mom that is not supposed to have actually existed because they go back in time because there's three weeks that have passed. They spend a week with each, with each mom. But they go back in time to the day after they said goodbye to her. That's right, yeah. And the principal is coming to the house for the first time to meet with the mom. Not all the other, all the other times haven't happened. But the raccoon trap set by the second mom is still there. And the principal steps in the raccoon trap and uh, gets pulled up. And then they uh, they do that. So, Okay, so I googled because I needed to know about this budget. And it said that it had a $40 million budget. And the website that I found this on is called theschlockpit.com. So uh, I think we can be getting all of our recommendations from there moving forward. I, I believe that. <laughs> will, I'm going to go ahead and bookmark that. Because um, <laughs> that'll, be that'll be a great resource. Oh, um, my God. Yep. Um, I don't know how much harder I could get the flick out of here. This is truly one of the worst movies we've ever done. And we've done some bad movies, but I usually there's some sort of redeeming quality. I would say kind of like Maureen does a good job of playing the most undefined weird character in the world because she's just incredible. But like there's no, there are no redeeming qualities about this movie. I don't really care about the kids all that much because they don't seem to be concerned at all. I The mom is a bitch. The principle is ridiculous. Like, there's just no. I'm not rooting for anybody the whole time. <laughs> right. It's not a um, good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's a first time director. I mean that. I don't know. I, I, it just it it just the pacing is 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 weird i don't know How if there was like this long when it was an hour and ten minutes it's an, i know it's like i'm watching going <laughs> like when is this when wife? is when is business gonna pick up like it was just there's nothing nothing happening here it was so so damn when slow is Andre and... the giant gonna come back as the dad that's what i was waiting for <laughs> man there's so i i i thought there mu- i thought there must be some kind of uh, good resolution to everything and there just wasn't it, it really it, it's impossible to navigate that once they made the mom somebody you can't sympathize with there's nothing you can do with this there's no. nothing because it's 
uh, you don't care that the mom's missing because she's a bad mom. So it falls yeah. apart right there. You're kind of like, yeah. yeah, go get a different mom. She sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, and yeah, that they yeah. made the dad someone that they're like, good call, dad. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, dad. Yeah. Yeah. You're mom right. was, dad was, dad was totally right to leave her. And us. And us, I guess. I mean, I didn't think about that when I said it, but okay. She's um, so bad that we're like, yeah, it's not even worth having a relationship with no. us. Yeah, no, yeah. How do you make it hard to root for a single mom in the 90s, of all things? Like, it, it is, it is, um, it is odd. There, there, was a, there was a lot to, like, the, the idea of the older boy blaming the mom for driving away the dad because of some kind of weird euphemism she had to say when the dad like just split and him coming to terms with the fact that he's he puts his dad on a pedestal because he was six when his dad left and that was his whole world to him like that is a there's a lot of really interesting like childhood therapy stuff you could do with a premise like this and they did absolutely none of it and you know it didn't get left on the cutting room floor because it was an hour 22 with credits yeah. opening and closing. Well, the thing is, there's a lot of stuff that could have been left on the cutting room floor because it was worse than what is in the movie. You know? I don't think they set out to make a movie that was hour and 22 minutes long. No, you know I mean? and I, I think they thought, like, oh, gosh, like, the carousel of moms is going to be so fun. Like, Sissy Spacey will mm-hmm. be so great, and these three yes. cartoonish moms is going to be, like, yes. such a showstopper, and they just... Yes. There was nothing maternal about them. And I also, I was like, it's called a mommy market, not a mommy and French staff or mommy and circus market. Like, yeah, I guess the mommy comes with whatever... It was kind of weird whatever, that the cruise yeah. came out. Mm. It was yeah. bad. All right. It was bad. one of the worst movies we've ever done. Get it so far out of here. Yeah, that's just oh the, the you you calling out the delineation of it's bad versus like it's embarrassing to be associated with as someone mm-hmm. who like there were Oscars. I'm a, I'm in, I'm embarrassed for these for people. that yeah it, that's like kind of the the differentiator there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, boy. Uh, okay. Anyway, get the fuck out of here. And next week we'll pick something maybe from the schlock schlockfest whatever it is. The um, schlock pit, yeah. The schlock pit. Well, maybe we'll pick something from there. I don't know. Or maybe we'll pick a good one again because this was so bad. We might have to get this out of our system. Offset it. I don't it. know. Yeah. And next week we're going to say, get the flick out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good weekend. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.